the setup that we're running is not far away from what I was running last year, you know, with a bit of fine tuning. So it was fine last year. It's not working this year. That's not down to me. Um, and if people want to believe that, that's their problem. Uh, and at the end of the day, I proved them right and or proved myself right in in qualifying when, you know, five in five days, I couldn't set up a car that I'd used last year. And in 12 laps, I can make it work with another car. What's the comfort level in attacking on ovals or being aggressive in traffic in, in, in an environment like this? It's super tough here, super tough, because, you know, the moment the car's not in the window and, and being behind other cars uh, can really take the car out of the window very quickly and in certain, part, in certain parts of the corners cause discomfort, um, that's tough and you need to rebalance the car to do that and then there's there's certain ways to attack that whether you uh gain the confidence with the aero or you gain the confidence with the mechanical side of the car and that's that's what you've got to kind of test over this time and we didn't really get to be able to do that um so yeah i don't know the the full answer to that question other than it's it's quite it's proving to be quite difficult. Monday was very difficult for me to get the car in the window behind other cars. So you anticipate like maybe drop of the green flag while some guys are going to be more aggressive. You might take separate approach to feel it out for the first stint. Maybe definitely they're starting P27. There's no, obviously there is a rush to get further forward, but you know, you're not going to make ground that quickly. And I think there's no, there's no reason to take unnecessary risk from that position. Um, but yeah, I, honestly, probably through the race i'll be working to tune the car with what we can um and go from there can't just ask you confidence level since qualifying much better but um yeah monday monday was tough again the race cars are completely separate thing and you you've got to again get it in the window and um that's always not easy to do and it, for me the reflection was how tough I found it on Monday with the two-hour session to make it work, and then on Saturday, how good of a job we did to make it work in such a short time. So, yeah, still, still going at it. Still got a, still got a fine tune. All these people had many, many more laps. Uh, I did seven laps of race running with the previous car in total in, in all these days because I just couldn't. It, it was just scary to to be behind other cars with the other chassis. Hello, hello. What? Why the team lost? Uh, two or three days to change the car and accept you the issue what way it's it's a bit a lot of time yeah but it's a it's a bit more complicated than that because we we changed a lot of things but not the chassis um we changed a lot of things from the the previous car at the open test and there were some some things that made more sense uh or were statistically could have been a little bit more of a problem the chassis was brand new uh, was the stiffest chassis we had so there was no on that side there was no real issue visually it shouldn't have had a problem right um but with these things it could be it can be anything on that um and then you know with me it was like ah oh, there's there's something wrong there's something wrong okay then it was oh we need to keep trying we need to try this we need to try that and then it becomes also a little bit too late because from what we understood, it was going to take a lot longer to change the chassis. Now, the guys did such a good job and it didn't act. It, well, that wasn't the case. It got changed very quickly. Um, but 
the fact that I was going to miss quite a lot of the testing to change the chassis, um, the idea that there were still some other things to change along the way, um, and that that affected the the decision. We we all sat there, and there were all these reasons, and I agreed to these reasons. But yes, in hindsight, we should have changed the chassis before we arrived, or even the Wednesday night. We had the rain days as well. It's 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 tough because you run out of time, and the pressure the pressure increases. So. In a in a certain way, it's it's um, anything's on the table on that side. But uh, this is right now we've got a lot more to focus on for this race than than talking about the pension. Tell them if get any chat to you want to give you bits on the colors with the nail course. Is it that? No, honestly, we, we struggled a bit on Monday trying to get everything to work. So um, that's not a... I, we need to. Yes, you're right. We need to. But I haven't been able to develop to the area that I wanted on that. Some marble, so... That's the way it is. That's the way it is. That was, that's the position that I've been put in. And, you know, if I, if I or we make it work, Great. If we don't, you know, that's that's the two weeks that we've had. Um, sometimes it's just like that, and you've got to got to use what you've got. Ask already. Uh, what is the best scenario for your for where you're at? Our starting positions that are like friend the rate. What the if it gets hot, it's like the big it's I think I think cool personally because cool would give me the most downforce, the most confidence in the car. As the setup is quite close to last year, um, we we struggled more when it was warmer and it set the car a bit out of the window and we couldn't really figure out how to get it back into that window. So I think for the cooler side, we'd be better. And then I have heard that in the summer, you were like, oh, bike was like, everybody dropped off. So the tire really degrading then at its different rate than were previous. Yeah. So that bent to your edge. Right now, and anything that's different to normal is not to our advantage because we're just not, we don't understand it. I haven't had any time to, to do it. Even Monday, we started again so out the window with everything that it, it was only until the end of the session where I was like, oh, I can start to follow a bit in the pack. So, yeah, it's going to be, at the moment, it's going to be super tough. But of course, I've, I think we understand a bit more where to start Friday from and hopefully I can finish those two hours quite a bit happier than, than Monday's will. No, it's not easy. It's not easy. That's, uh, it's not that I'm unhappy. It's just, it's, it's, it's so specific and you've got to fine tune it so much that the moment is kind of like out the window. Um, it just it, it, some if something isn't if everything isn't in the right places it, it just it's difficult and there's something that just just isn't quite in it where I'm like if I could get this if I could get that but you you can only try so many things in these in these sessions and there's a lot of variables and you know the temperature is very warm which means it's gonna change again Friday because it should be cooler than it was on the Monday uh, but then again on Sunday it will be hotter so that's just where we're, we're, we're five days behind everyone else. So imagine 
that, that type of thing. She never knew what happened in the race either. It is... no, of course not. Of course not. But I know I know where I'm at with the car. So once I'm able to to get the confidence from that, and it's. Are you guys uh, thinking that tomorrow you might be testing some new things to come with a better car for Sunday? So that tomorrow you have that good time. Yeah, that's normally the the goal. I think again, once we get the car in the window, we'll be we'll be testing some things to make it better and more efficient. Um, yeah, a lot of things. And you are preparing like uh, for the something happen in front. Someone have a problem or something always happens. Something always happens in this race. You just don't know how many, how big. Um, of course. You have to, um, but that's about staying in the race. Staying in the race, getting something that works and you can work with, um, yeah, it's, it's massively important. But if she made it, is it a good thing since you didn't miss it? No, like he's been super happy with the car, um, and he's been working, working well on his side. Um, so there's not much to say other than it's, it's, you know, it's going well. Uh, I think we had his limitations in the traffic as well. Uh, so there is stuff that we can improve on as a team. Of course, I think there's uh, there's a lot more I want to improve on, but you know, if it's not perfect for him as well, then as a team, we have to look at as well. So if he can improve something, which we can put over to my car, that would be good. But to be honest, without that, without that car or without him and without the car, uh, the, the Saturday would have been very, very good. So big thanks to them for uh, being able to lead us in the right direction. Uh, you must be happy we have the other car going. And did they find more strong? No, it's not one of those things where you're going to find it. Um, it's just at the end of the day, there was proof that there was something. You just don't know what. I mean, we went over everything before there, so. The, the chassis was one of the last things we would have concluded that was wrong. Oh. Ah, because of, we changed so much before that we're like, ah, oh, the chassis is brand new, shouldn't be this, shouldn't be that. This this is definitely more likely to kind of go by a process of elimination in that sense. And the chassis shouldn't have been even something that we had to eliminate, but at the end of the day it was. Sometimes you get proven like that. So, and you have the card, call it uh, but you really get much time, just a little bit of practice, and you had to qualify it. Well, it seems like most drivers are now working on race setup. And, well, Monday. Yeah, but they, they were working on the race setups of every afternoon of all the other days. So I didn't get any running in any of those in any of those sessions. So yeah, we're quite a lot behind. Uh, there was a lot of stuff from last year that I wanted to work on and improve, and that I never got the opportunity to. Um, Monday was really useful because that would have been tough to jump in the race with the car we had uh, on the on our philosophy of the race stuff. So yeah, there's a lot of work to do. Uh, there's a lot of work in the two hours, and that hopefully we can fine tune a little bit after that as well and get something you can race with. So maybe the weather will be similar. Like you're running 11 to sun, and it's not supposed to be that hot. Although I've heard different things. I've heard 83. Or... Race day should be warmer. Um, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting with the with the heat. I'd prefer it to be cooler. I think everyone kind of does because you know you save the tires. There's more downforce, all of this sort of stuff, um, and then the variables D 
decrease in that sense. Um, and it's more comforting for the driver to be pulled over. Yeah. 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 It's just, and you feel like you're behind me. I'm very behind. Yeah, the tells are high lines, so yeah, that's... But that's what we're gonna, gotta get on with. Sometimes you get the best results when you've got the post to the police in your deck, you never know. Yeah, that was kind of qualifying. Yes. But... <laughs> yeah, we qualified, really good job. Right, so we need to, we need to see that the race car will be, it's a lot of words. It's a lot of words to get it rubbed while in traffic, yeah. That's for sure way better than it was last year. Um, but we're not fast enough, so if it if it does come down to a last lap shootout, I don't think we, we do stand a chance. Um, but again, you can't really predict it can the weather the weather can be different. It can it can pull in our favor and etc. So we'll wait and see. I mean, I got my highest uh, hopes high, and uh, in my opinion, the car performs well for for my driving style. So we'll wait and see. Do you want it to be hot or cool? Racing. Like everybody prefers it to be cool. Uh, the cars will go faster and we'll have a more enjoyable and, and pleasant uh, pleasant day. You're a young driver. Your emotions this month, you're on pole one week. And, yeah. And then you're struggling two weeks later. I said, how, how do you handle that? Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> um, I said you won the pole. Yeah, it, it's, it's been an emotional roller coaster for sure. I think, uh, I mean, I can't even imagine what Graham's been through. Um, be in the race, not be in the race, suddenly be in the race, not be in the race, and then after all, he's in the race. So um, it's, uh, I think it's been tough for everybody. I think we all got our hopes very high going into the 500 as a team and not being able to perform as we were expecting. And um, obviously looking at the last year's performance at Texas and this year, there was some sort of an idea of, of how we were going to be going going into the 500. But again, those two tracks are different. And I think we performed better at Texas in the race last year than we did at Indy. So, and I think those two are going to reverse this year. So, obviously, you rather want to perform better at this one. But uh, it's been an emotional month for sure. And uh, it's been tough mentally. Is white day is the most award or parking bushings they're pet on? I can real excited by the. Yes and no. <laughs> Um, I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying every second of it because you never know which one's going to be a last. And I mean, I think just Graham's whole month has been an example of that. I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure I'll have more, more chances in my life. I'm, uh, I'm luckily still young. Um, so I, I'm sure I'll have more experiences like this. Uh, but I've, as a team, we've joked about, you know, you can't write this as a script. You know, I mean, you, you, you can't write this down. It's impossible. This month have been, been up and down so much and looking how the team has performed and, and it's not been fun for me either. You know, being being the third of the four cars, one car was through and we had three cars in bump day and being the car that performed better and seeing one of one of my teammates kick the other one out of, of the race. Um, you know, it's not been fun either. You know, which one do you go to congratulate? You don't know. Uh, prior and I, I know I knew I was safe as soon as I'd done my run and I saw the third car which was Jack's run I knew I was going to be safe um, and I sat in the car just in case and I told my engineers that was the the most useless hour of my life just sitting in the car you know just sitting in there for no reason um, 
but we've been joking a, a bit around with it and i think that's what makes the teams great because you know we 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 gotta face reality and we we still have fun with it you know we we're not fast enough and it's it's true it's uh, it's just how it is and we're still working extremely hard we're not going to work hard enough if we're just going to keep our face down and and on the top of the table just crying about it so we we got to face reality and and be and be the person and have the personality that we've have had up until now to lighten things up were you involved in this pickleball tournament i wasn't actually um so i do play pickleball but uh i wasn't there for the tournament and it's kind of funny because uh, Stefan sent an email out while he was in the hospital. I think it was a 2 a.m. Tuesday morning. Like, sorry, guys, but I won't make it to the the pickleball tournament. But we all knew at that point and we were like, OK, if that's your worst concern, then sure. Um, but I know I, and I, that's what I mean. You know, the, the personalities we got around the grid, around the teams and, and et cetera. All the people here are just awesome. And that's what I like about the whole IndyCast series in general. I hear it pays three fifty. Sorry, I hear it pays three hundred fifty dollars to win. It did, and I was actually told it was seven hundred. <laughs> and that was that was that was before that was the night before it was even played. So um, I'm disappointed that. Members with this reputation, you guys are cheap. Apparently, <laughs> we sorry. Well, we rather we rather want to win on Sunday. I know it pays more than three fifty. <laughs> Express some frustrations with the team just overall, you know, not performing at top level. Um, but he's also been there a lot longer than you could. <laughs> so, um, what, we can we can have an argument about that, yeah. Yeah, so why wouldn't it? What, how, what are your thoughts? Are you feeling a little bit more optimistic at the youngest driver on the team? Um, do you feel like you can change it around? Yes and no. I mean, I had a conversation with, uh, with actually Graham and his wife uh, last night. Uh, just a casual conversation and we're you know he was looking forward for for the installs that he's just done uh in a, in a different car and and so on and you know what he can learn from just the experience in the car and what he he might be able to bring to us from from the team not that i'm sure they're going to keep things quiet um but obviously you know that there, there, there's some certain things that they have to tell him there are certain things that they certainly won't tell him and and these kind of things, but I, for me, I think it's great for Graham as well, you know, to go through this this experience, probably not the way it's all happened, but, um, you know, from my own perspective, I, I focus more on my own stuff anyway. So um, looking at the past two races, I've been the best performing RLL car. Uh, for what reason, I can't really tell you because I don't really know. Um, but I'm, I'm definitely comfortable within the team. Um, I'm... I'm, I have a good relationship with our new technical director and my engineer, and we've been building on last year's performances. And I think we've upped our game, quite honestly. And, uh, you know, Graham l liking a certain kind of driving style and a certain kind of setup, uh, where Jack and I are slightly different. Um, it's, it's obviously tough for him and tough for, for the team and the engineers to make it work for all of us. But I think overall, we are improving our package clearly not for the ovals yet which which is a bummer but um i think we we just have to face reality again and and, and look at the positives that we have and the negatives that we have yeah i've read Graham said in, in the past that um you already have a speaking about uh with the team issues like nicole kim about the song little 
things that you think uh, should be in, in some direction. And in the past, the team said, eh, maybe it's not the right thing. And with the new management, it, it shows that most of the views that you have, they, they back over your, your vision as a driver. Uh, do you feel there's a little change in, in, in that respect that you feel more uh, I mean, support for, for the engineering teams is here? I mean, again, we have to be honest with ourselves. If we've gone down a path and we've gone slower or it hasn't worked, we've got to face reality and, and say that was not the right path. Um, and and I, I do believe, I think, I'm pretty sure that Graham does have a different opinion about this because we spoke about it last night, that last year the car was not enjoyable to drive and it wasn't fast either. So we could have extracted more time out of the, the car last year if it was if we were able to drive it and we weren't which is why we were so slow last year uh where this year the car is way nicer to drive we're actually able to drive flat around the car is in a better window we just haven't extracted the, the pace out of the car and on certain tracks i feel like we've been able to extract time out of the car even though that it hasn't been nice to drive just because of the certain types of tracks it's been uh but sure I feel like the the path that we we're down now is a better path for sure. Um, we got a pole. We didn't have that last year, so in in that regard, I think we're we're moving forward. Going into the first GP of the year, I did not expect having a pole. I knew that the car was going to be fast at the GP because we we have a good package around the speedway for the road course, but I didn't expect the pole. Was last year we started sixth in the second GP. And we did not have the pace to get into fast six, but we did. So I think that was a win last year already. So to, to step up and actually getting a pole this year was, was a, a step forward. And I had to let me say that Liberian book kind of just formulated the right evaluation. We got a few things we want to run, run through at Parkhead too. Is there is more, more aero stuff you can do. So, I mean, there's a lot more aero stuff you can do. So it's just a matter of figuring out what is enough grip, but also not draggy because you really have to be able to create a run. And if you can, like one run to change your whole race, like if you happen to get by someone who's really struggling to, you know, hold everyone up, well, we'll see. <laughs> That's what terms, what's your comment? And so go right. I, I know you're always realistic. Yeah. I mean, honestly... I, there's only, I would say we're in a region of four to six cars that have have been probably quite strong every day of practice when it comes to running and race trim. Uh, like if I'm going to list them, it's 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 Pato, Felix, Dixon, Polo, and I would say me and Renus are probably in that arena too. And then it's it's not been bad as well. So other than that, I I haven't seen a ton of cars like. I, Joseph looked like he was like he was having a difficult time. He was pitted right in front of me on Monday. So, but those guys always show up. And it's not like they're not going to be good. Um, but uh, but those are the cars that I've seen more often than not look like they're quite strong. So, we'll see, we'll see. But I, I definitely don't feel like we're not in the game. Like when it comes to just cycling our way forward, and and we have good tire life. We have not struggled with burning tires off the car more so than I'd say we're in better shape than a lot of other people when it comes to tire life. Do you have all the gear? And most of the Latin chapters say in your podcast that you are 
putting money on either self. No, 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 that's illegal. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. yeah. But no, I feel good. I mean, I, I, I do feel um, ready for it. I feel like this is, uh, honestly, even starting where we do, like, it's not bad. Dan Weldon won from there. Dario Franchini won from 16th. So those are two pretty good drivers. Um, and I, uh, you know, even having Joseph and Ryan next to me, like, I know those guys really well. It's a good group of people to be racing with right out the gate. Um, and Ed, my teammate, is directly in front of me. So I kind of know all those guys really well. So it's, it, it seems like, uh, you know, you got to be aggressive right out the gate because you want to make moves at the start. But patience is, I think it's going to be all about patience for me because I don't want to do, you know, I just want to get there by the end. I don't want to lead lap 100. I want to lead the last one. <laughs> I think you mentioned a lot of Chevys in there. You feel like yeah. Chevy has brought a, a even pro package for Heritage even last year. Yeah, Chevy's done a great job, but I think, I mean, both manufacturers, when you look at it, I think this year is closer than ever. I mean, you, yeah, there's a Honda on pole, but you we would have thought it was Chevy, like two Chevys on the front row as well. So it's, I would say this year more than ever, you didn't really know. Last year, we it's like, all right, you looked like one was stronger than the other, but Chevy's done a great job, I would say, getting us uh, right into the game. And, and, and they, they want to win this race, I think, more than anyone, too. So it's, uh, it's going to be cool. Now who's got the best fuel mileage? <laughs> yeah. What's been the most fun on-track thing that you've done? Like whether it was a little engagement or an area with a friend or what was it with me? You know, like just to keep in mind that this, this guy be tired of thinking about this track and this race every single winter of every single day. It's been a busy month. I would say busier than most that I could remember. And, uh, but we've got a lot of fishing and fishing has been a great time to get out there. Brian Herta is a modern day angler. Like he's out there getting the hooks ready and everything. And Colton, I saw Kyle literally like diving into the bushes to try to get a fish the other night. So it's uh, it's pretty impressive what we got going on over there on hole ten of the golf course. <laughs> Thanks to Doug for letting us go out there. <laughs> uh, doesn't have the same vibe about the pranks and hissing yeah. and stuff. I think we're all just too busy. Yeah. <laughs> It's, I, it's yeah. about that, or it's about do, do even do lower the level in that front. Well, I was a victim last year. I, I didn't. I didn't want to get involved in anything. But uh, who knows? I mean, the month isn't over yet, so I, I would even consider Monday uh, still part of it. So maybe after we're all done, there's still some things that can go on. But um, but yeah, everyone seems to be quite just busy. I think we're all busy, and and we're just sports stars. They're like superheroes. But they're actually real. Which is why we've made a podcast about them. You see... They've all got a story. But too many of these stories were cut short. Kobe Bryant. Payne Stewart. Flo jo, Phil Hughes. Justin Fashionew. We're writing episodes about all of them. And sadly, many more. Death of a Sports Star. A new series from Crowd Network. Bruce Martin, host of Pit Pass Indy. Each week, I go behind the scenes of the NTT IndyCar Series and introduce our listeners to the biggest stars of IndyCar, which features the Indianapolis 500 as its cornerstone event. The men and women that compete in IndyCar may be the bravest athletes in all of sport as danger lurks around every corner. They are able to look danger in the eye without flinching. 
That is why the NTT IndyCar Series features the best racing on the planet. Join me every week as we talk to the stars of IndyCar, including the legends of the Indianapolis 500 on Pit Pass Indy from Evergreen Podcast. Flat out, day to day, so there's been less activities than I expected. If you win on Sunday, are you going to be dumping the milk over your head, or are you just going to be drinking it? I've been waiting to taste that milk a long time, so i got to make sure it tastes good first. I feel like sharing it with all my crew would be the very important thing. Everyone gets a taste, you know what I mean? And there are some left, we can do whatever else with it. I don't know. <laughs> Put it in a bottle to save forever. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure that would be... Yeah. Hold that up. It's like a time capsule. Right? Yeah, time Wait. capsule. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're one of the few that done Daytona any of the same. Yeah. Um, granted, no, you're history with here. What, what would you say to those people that kind of like compare the two, the, the pre-race stuff that now that you've done it? I gotta be real careful comparing this. Uh, I don't get any no, I know. I know. I mean, um, I don't have enough experience at the Daytona 500 to really know, but like having done it and been a part of it, uh, it is very cool. But there's something about this uh, where there's, you know, way more time on track. I would say um, the the lead up to the race and the, the, the mechanical setup work that you do, the aero setup work that you do, there's so much more of that. And, there, and qualifying for this race is a thousand times harder because you're like, you know, there, it's not really a, a difficult thing to do um, to qualify. Uh other than racing your way in, that's that's much harder. Um, but this this event is, I mean, it's it still just feels Daytona 500 very cool, and I respect everything about the racing there because it's very difficult. Big brains in those guys to try to figure out how to you know work your way to the front. But this event is more of an all together working with your team and crew and everyone to make sure that you've made all the right changes throughout the month to know everything and put all the right pieces together for the race. And then the race itself is, you know, it's 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 a really really challenging, um, you know, situation. So I yeah, it's 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 much different. Both very cool, but I still think there's it's really really hard to compare this race to any other race, honestly. Oh, well, do you think this race is for the IndyCar future? No, I mean it's I it's always a four, and I think uh, it's going to be, you know, realistically, I'm here because I brought a sponsor anyway. So I'll I'll go anywhere as long as I've got my sponsor. I I hope. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, it's important for me personally, important for me mentally as well. Um, but yeah, that's just the best thing ever anything. So we just, uh, we just kind of look at it as a separate deal compared to anything else. Speaking of Daytona, there's a photo that's just surfaced of you and Travis Pastrana. <laughs> Wasn't the story about that whole thing that kind of was like, looks right out of a Pantera album. Well, Travis, I think, uh, if you would have seen that photo shoot taking place, you would have thought that we would have had some sort of, um, just I don't know where our minds were, but he was shaking his face so aggressively because he wanted to look like I was punching him because we were fighting to get in the race. Turned out like a great photo shoot. And then uh, his series got bought by uh, Dana White, and so they have Power Slap now. So I think they can definitely uh, use that as some sort of a co-branding situation. <laughs> uh, Connor, can I ask you, you're always the hometown hero, you know, here. Do you ever get frustrated in that? I mean, when you don't win, when you're not able to start from like the top 12 or the top, you know, 
top part of the grid. Do you, how frustrating is, is that for you? Honestly, never frustrates me at all other than on Saturday. And then after that, I was like, well, it doesn't really matter because I've started from all over the place here, except for the front. And we've done pretty well still the last couple of years. So um, I think it's, it's just a, it's two totally different cars, essentially, like two totally different situations. And I also look at many other people who are like around me and I don't think, um, you know, they have any problem with it either. You know, Scott McLaughlin, Ed Carpenter, Joseph Newgarden. I mean, I, I look at guys that have started on the last row with me too. Alex Rossi one year. I mean, that guy knows what he's doing around here. Um, so I, I think here more than anywhere else, as long as you do everything, uh, you know, execute things smart, uh, you, you, you just be patient and you have good pit stops. That's super important. Um, you'll get to the front if you have a fast enough car, you know what I mean? You mentioned, you know, sponsor, do you feel confident you'll, you'll continue in a chair if you started to slow fall, yeah, in the month of May or is that something that I'll call oh. the year? Or? No, not yet. We're, uh, I mean, my sponsor, Bitnow.com, they're, they're awesome. Todd's been super faithful to me and, uh, and he's very loyal. Um, so, uh, that, yeah, that all, that all happens probably after May. We start thinking about things. Um, but, uh, I'm going to continue for sure. Uh, that's that's definitely what I'm going to aim to do. So we'll see. It's been, I guess, confidence inducing for you to have your first kind of like maybe the whole year deal. I guess you can't see the end of that. Yeah, it was it was fun for sure, but uh, we want more. And I think uh, you know this this year has been awful for everyone uh, in our in our group so far. Uh, so we want to be better. And it's it's you want to search for uh, the best opportunity to succeed for both yourself and your sponsor. So, uh, so we'll see what happens. And you know, I mean, we're also set. I mean, honestly, you don't forget how to drive. So, uh, I think Renus didn't forget how to drive. He's still a race winner, pole sitter. He's very, very talented at what he does. And he's struggled, you know, just as much as, as, as we have. He's done a little bit better in a couple of places, but we've also had things, you know, go very wrong, uh, in a couple of different races this year. So. I don't think it's, uh, you know, if I was really, really on an island, like if Freenus was in the top 10 of the championship and fight, I'd be very more upset with myself. But like, it's, it's just been a difficult situation. So for me, I show up every weekend thinking that I'm going to do the best job I can do. And like this whole month, like, or well, the two weeks that we've been on the oval, we've been great every day. And qualifying didn't have the speed. It was fine. We show up again on Monday, six fastest, right in the game, feeling good. Car toes up well, car drives fast. Like, when the car's good, we'll do the job. You know what I mean? So we, we just have to get there more often. Is there been any themes with your press part of the season in terms of like places that seem to improve? Or would you say it's been war or events? Just mechanical grip. Just the grip. That's it. It's uh, We're not driving enough gripped tire. We're just not. Car, car balance doesn't feel bad. You're just like, just slow. And that's mechanical grip. So that's what we got to figure out. Ready for a fun question? Sure. And the mic's back. All right. Hello, everyone. <laughs> you look especially good with it. Um, if you hadn't been a race car driver, what do you think you would have been? Uh, that's the worst question ever because I have no idea. You and, Nothing else. And, that was it. No, like we, our lives are so entrenched in motorsport that I have no idea what else even happens in the world. So. I, I would ask you like what your parents thought you would be, but I yeah. think their answer is the same as also race car driver. They just wanted me to be out of the house. Um <laughs> I would say I would like to do television. I wanted to be an actor. Yeah. I wanted to be on television. I don't think that was ever going to happen, but 
That's it. Awesome. <laughs> Well, there's no Jawara to play. Thank you very much. I mean, I'm sort of on TV. I wear, I wear a costume. Yeah, it's time description. Yeah, I wear, I wear a costume and a hat. Thanks, Connor, for You said just before that um, you have to work in the patients, but um, I just thinking on all things you said, and you have to look at uh, how do you ignite this fire when it's the final step. Yeah. And uh, do you have to train that or, or how, how is that? Yeah, for sure. I think like last year was a really good example. Like last year we pitted right behind Dixon second for the last pit stop. That's exactly where you want to be. Dixon speeds. That's good for us. But we had, uh, I think a wheel gun broke on the last stop. So you're like literally complete disaster. And again, no fault of anyone, but this stuff happens in racing. So you got to be prepared for that. And so we fell all the way back to like seventh. And so, you know, to salvage the day, we had one restart, right? And you, we attacked. Like, we went for it, got Simon uh, or whoever it was in front of me at the time. And, like, honestly, like, for that last lap, like, I thought for sure we'd been faster than Rossi, like, all day that day. And I was like, all right, we're going to get Rossi, and we're going to do the best we can. We're going to finish fifth in the race. And so, like, I think it's just it's just get attacking at the right time for sure. That's always part of our mindset. We always want to attack. So it's just a matter of, like, if you're not on a restart, if you're trying to figure out, you know, what the strategy is looking like, like who's going to pit first. Like maybe you're going to actually overcut them because you've got better tires than they do. And so they're going to pit, you get a toe, two good laps, and then you pit and you jump them. So it's just being aggressive at the right time. And I think our team does a really good job in communicating that to us um, about, hey, now is the time to attack. Now is the time to, let's say, save a bit of fuel or save some tires. And that's just what it's all about. Final question. And then you have to go to the next stop. Oh, wow. All right. Um, a lot of drivers are laid out of town. Yeah. Get in, get in the driver's head and you add, like, the other Bradford's Cup 3. We're a race. I don't think so, because the only time you get a red recovery is if you've been hammering drinks the night before. So I don't, I don't, I don't think anyone's doing that before this race. And if they are, man, that's an impressive feat. But uh, I've never had a red recovery for the race. So, um we actually, like, I, I, I think this stuff only helps us, but, like, everyone's so dedicated to our bodies and what we're doing to be ready for this race. You know, it's it's just part of our job. Like, we just kind of do it inherently. Like, it's just like, we're going to be ready. We're going to be ready because it's the most important show on Sunday. And uh, and we want to be the best that we can be. And that's what it's all about. The Red Recovery is for Monday. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no worries. Like, we're all about the right? So, if you weren't a race car driver, what do you think you would have done? Oh, wow. I mean, I, I find Supercross very cool. I, I think being a Supercross rider would be awesome. If it's nothing motorsport related, then I, I think I'd want to be a pilot, like okay. a fighter pilot. So, Excellent. Yeah, those are my answers. All right, so still fast. Fast, yeah. Awesome. Hey, by the way, how about the fucking job getting Thanks. fast 12? Appreciate awesome it. to watch. Thank, Thank you. you. Kyle said that the highlighter uniforms for your pickleball tournament were your ideas. I'll, I'll tell you, yes. But um, if we did not win the first game, it would have been a terrible look for us. Uh, real play the first game. We played, we went straight into Joseph Newgarden and Alex Pillow. We played them twice and we won right away, both games. And then, um, yeah, we won every game. Champions. It's like it. 
Is there a, is there a trophy? Is there a bed? What? Yeah. It's cash. $350 each. Um, so I think now we are officially professional pickleballers. <laughs> yes. That's great. You know, do you, you might have heard about A.J. Floyd when you were hired, but he's here. You're, you're feeling, I know you did a test here, but there weren't too many people, but he's here. The Browns are building up. Are you getting the real sense of, of what of what the Foyt team is now that you're here? Yeah, it's so special. Um, obviously, I'm wearing the, the AJ Foyt tribute suit from the 80s, which has just been a, a huge favorite, you know, this month. It, it turned out very cool. The details are, are tremendous. And um, the whole month has just been, been very special to be a part of, you know, super fast. We... We're the fastest ever rookie of all time for, for one lap speed, second fastest for four lap average. So, um, and to make it into the fast 12 for, for a rookie attempt is, is um, you know, a, a great effort from the whole team. And um, yeah, excited to, to experience carb day for the first time. Everything this month has been a first for me. Fast Friday was the first, qualifying was the first. Um, so taking one day at a time, embracing every tradition. I milked a cow out here. <laughs> Um, you got cows in Denmark. Yeah, yeah. There, it's funny. There's a breed that comes from Denmark that I didn't know about that they have. Um, it was funny when I was when I was looking at my schedule for the day. I, I knew we would be milking a cow, but it said IMS Pavilion still, and I was like, "There's surely there's a farm I'm not getting the directions to." And it, I walked in, and there's a cow over there. So pretty, pretty funny. You just referenced uh, breaking Tony Stewart's early record, which was a 1996 for Goran. How does it feel to be like hitting records like that as a word? It's um, very humbling. I, I had no idea we achieved it until after I got out of the car and was in a press conference or, or doing the interviews. And uh, when they told me, I was like, holy, that's a massive deal to be the f- to have a record here in anything. So um, it's very humbling and special to be a part of. To all. But what was the feeling to, you know, the, the day before even to start to practice? You seems like a, one of the candidates to go to, to the bottom and then start to, to go in run and yes. everybody. It's yes and no. I, I, I think people, obviously our Texas performance was very strong with the, the first super speedway of the year. And, um, you know, we qualified 13th there, I think it was, and then finished 15th. So... You know, if you look at the Texas performance, I, I actually had a very good feeling going into this month, especially considering at the open test, we were pretty competitive, um, but we weren't even in our 500 cars. The The prep wasn't the same. Um, so I knew showing up here, if, if we have, you know, I knew we had very good prep cars and um, some of the new key engineers we brought on board that, that we have a very good shot. And as soon as we had our first practice here, it was just like, holy cow, uh, this is going to be pretty special to be a part of. When, when you're interviewed for back home, do you have to explain about oval racing, you know, versus the typical road racing in F1 or at sporty cars? Yeah, I've, I haven't had to explain too much. Uh, I would say if most people throughout the world are very familiar with the Indy 500 and they understand it in, in, in most regards. Um, so um, obviously the caliber of this event is unlike any other. And, um, you know, it's just, really cool experience as a rookie being being where i am and what we've achieved as a team and um more so driving for a team like aj Foyt that that's so iconic here and to be able to have two cars in the fast 12 and um bring little touches like the suit 
um, as a throwback. I, I tell you, it's he's he he definitely has woken up a lot this weekend. You know, there was um, his eyes started not to water, but you could just tell he got emotional when he saw the suit. His, his smiles in pit lane when when we made it into the fast twelve. It's just really special to be a part of something like that. People don't talk a lot about Larry, but Larry is quite the brains in running it. You know. Yes. So you know, what what are your impressions of what? Larry, you know, you you look at someone that has faced quite a lot of a lot of adversity in in the, the you know, frankly, a couple of years, definitely months, and um, what a breath of fresh air to, to get some good results here during one of the, definitely the biggest race of the year. Um, so we have a, a a great chance this this month and in the you know come race day, and um, it's a. Uh, it it makes it all worth it, and um, I can't ask for you know a more nice guy to to have as a boss and someone that's willing to give us the equipment we need and and hire the the people we need and um, yeah we out qualified all the Andretti cars all the Penske cars and um, pretty surreal. So you just referenced the Texas performance, and obviously, I mean, here you've been nothing short really impressive. What is it about super speedway racing that is so natural for you or just seems to fit your driving style? It's, yeah, great question. I think there's two sides of it. From an oval side, um, the experience from my Indy Lights days for two years there, racing at Gateway in Iowa, definitely helpful. Um, from a speed perspective, it's very interesting. I think I'm the only rookie that feels, um, you know, when, when I did my first super speedway at Texas, it was... You know, first time on track, it was like 2.25. And I came in and I was like, how did it feel? And they were like, "It." I was like, it felt good. And they were like, well, that's, that was 2.25. I was like, really? It was like, I, I was kind of underwhelmed. And the same thing here. Like, as soon as we turn the boost up, you can feel it on Fast Friday. But um, the, the I've never had a sensation in this car. And I think it's, it's because it makes so much grip um, of it being like, holy cow, this thing is moving. I, I haven't experienced that once. Um, so yet, I just find it very natural. Um, oval racing is very feeling-based. I'm, I'm definitely a very feeling-oriented uh, driver more than most people. Um, so it just makes sense to me. What are the like the little steps that you want to do in, in the race in order to get this uh, great result yeah there's there's many steps from from what i've studied and asked questions of making sure you're not pushing too hard in pit lane uh getting any violations hitting your marks it's far better to be eight out of ten than ten out of ten um being able to save fuel if if we suddenly become in a situation where you know now it's a fuel race or being able to turn it up and now it's a sprint race um being smart about every on-track decision uh, from a battle point of view, taking care of tires. Um, I think if you can be inside the top, you know, eight or, or top 10, frankly, with 100 or with 50 laps to go, then I think you have a very good chance of making something happen. We are joining from Argentina, and you know, in Argentina, a lot of followers of Filipino. You are fighting for the rookie title in this year with Filipino. What do you think about our teams? He's been a, a great rival, and I get along with him very well. And um, you know, we we when we went to go milk the cow, it was um, we were there together, and um, 
obviously he he didn't take part in it um due to the the respect that he has for for that and i totally respect him for that and um but no he's a, a fantastic guy and uh he's doing a great job with with the team he's with and um off the track always get along with him really well i, I just saw him a, a while ago i said hi to him and uh yeah he's doing a great job from argentina too and there are rumors about the possible visit do you like to, to race with South America? That would be amazing. I've I've never been there. Um, I I haven't heard too much about it, but um, you know that's that'd be an awesome awesome idea. The the fans are very passionate there, and um, I'd love to experience the country and, and see it. And um, yeah, a lot of passion. Thank you. Coming to the next series, do you feel that the the drivers here should respond a bit? 500 they should be running here again uh i mean it, it would make the transition a little easier but the the rop is is uh very helpful so i feel like if as long as you have a good rop and you know it helps to have a good car for sure then that that's enough obviously in my experience um but um no i i think fundamentally that the key is having a strong ladder system in Indy, Indy Next and everything where you do oval racing, that's that's really the key to, to setting you up for a good transition. Do you always want to come to Penny Cars or did you want to go? Always Indy Car. So did you go all the way up the ladder series? Yeah, uh, a little untraditional F4, F3, then I went to England and British F3 for two years and then came back for Indy Lights for two years. Yes. Yeah. Yep. We did an awesome job. You're quite impressive at the beginning. Thank you. And um, it's really nice to see you. I liked we send you know you out of all of my defenses and with yeah. the other team. He's like, oh, goodness. yeah, that's quite impressive. After the last couple of years that the team has had, yeah. Do you attribute that to your engineers? Is real my kids? It's, it's everyone. It's it's definitely engineering. It's it's definitely a huge testament from the mechanics with the the prep work that's gone into the 500 car. If you look at every little detail, it's it's really. Dumb. How different how does Mother May felt being with a new team? Oh, I need to do it. Yeah, I need to know where it is. We have to the week. The week? This week? Uh, quiet, man. It's been pretty easy, actually. Um, despite all of the papaya running around, it's been pretty, uh, pretty mellow, and um, it's given us a lot of time to kind of just chill and, and get ready for the rest. I'm saying, hungry than ever. Oh, yeah. Every, every time you come here, you're, you're hungry. Sorry, Ed. Um, every Indy 500 being with Andretti, et cetera, coming in here, the Paya, uh, the Flare, and how different does it feel coming in this year, if at all? Um, I don't think it doesn't really feel different. You know, I'm going from one great organization to another. You know, there's differences, um, pros and cons to, to everything in life. But yeah, I mean, you, we've had fast race cars all month. It's been relatively seamless you just kind of go with the ups and downs as the conditions and days change around here but um it's been it's been pretty straightforward so far talking to uh gavin Moore this morning and you're saying that you joining the team and having brian kind of with yourself has been advantageous to the team with you transitioning across from andretti how have you found that yourself knowing that you have brian kind of with you has it been a kind of easy for you yeah, I think um, Brian brought a sense of um, normalcy because everything else was completely new, right? So having him as kind of a 
a grounding point um, has been positive and that he's done an amazing job in, in his new role at the organization and obviously Gavin stepping up into the role that that he has stepped up into is has been fantastic as well so it's been a it's been a big team effort from top to bottom and everyone's just just doing their job as well right now so we've got to keep that up and we've got a big challenge ahead of us also but excellent and what's it been like having tk with you and the team uh great i mean tony's a, a wonderful person and a great ambassador for the sport and uh i mean he's a legend at this place you know i think him and elio are the two that kind of command the, the loudest ovations. So uh, to share in his proverbial last 500 is, uh, is pretty awesome. And um, we've been we've been enjoying it. Yeah, excellent. Best of luck on something. Thank you. You're outside of the car obligations. Yes. I, I can assume at, at, at Andretti, or I can imagine at Andretti, you had a lot of them. How's it increased at Aaron McLaren? Has it decreased? Is it about the same that you remember? Uh, well, there's media, publicity, other ones. I mean, I th- it's... All the teams are kind of doing the same thing. You know, I think where Aero McLaren excels is, is the marketing department and the social media side of things. So obviously that's some more commitments. Um, but yeah, no, it's been it's been fine. It's very cool. Alex, do you see any differences between the Honda and Chevy engines, particularly on the oval? Yeah, that's a good question. I think, um, yes, you know, they are very different. And I've been able to bring kind of that experience of exclusively driving a Honda previously to to Chevy and, and to the team. And I think that that's been um, a positive thing for us to be able to understand the, the strengths and weaknesses of the, of the package. And it's very close this year. There's there's not much between them. And uh, I think anyone anyone can win. Thank you. Aside from preparing for the race, how do you prepare for Crown P2? You wake up and get dressed. Show up. <laughs> no, no talking points. No team debrief. Get together. Let's have this message. Um, you know, there, yeah, there's certainly messaging that we kind of talk about leading into the month, but none of that's really changed per se. And um, yeah, it's, it's it's kind of part of your job description. It's what you're paid to do. So um, yeah, just just another day, man. Alexander Pacers guard Tyree Talibur to drive the pace car okay. on Sunday. What advice would you have to someone in that position as they try to lead the field? Don't hit thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not a huge NBA fan, I'll, I'll be honest, but uh, that's awesome. You know, obviously the, the community of Indianapolis kind of comes together for the Indy 500. Um, so having, you know, someone from the Pacers is, is fantastic. And I think it'll be a, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity for them. So I think they'll enjoy it a lot. Alexander, okay, coming from Argentina. Uh, I was thinking that about the good faith, but he has a problem with a uh, physical, okay? Because in the first um, experience on open wheels, you were racing Formula One. Uh, why it is so difficult, so hard for the physical of the driver driving the IndyCar car? Um, well, you, you're racing Formula Yeah, yeah. I don't know how that compares to Augustine, no? So what do you... What do you all? How difficult is the difference between Formula One and IndyCar? For, for the physical, you know, for the physical. Oh well, IndyCar IndyCar's harder than than Formula One for sure, and and then the main reason for that is there's no power steering in IndyCar, so we're generating a similar level of downforce, um, but you don't have you don't have power steering. So imagine you go out in your car and you put it in neutral in a parking lot and turn it off while you're going 10 miles an hour trying to turn the steering wheel. It's it's pretty hard. So you're having to do that for 
500 miles. Last year, you mentioned that if the IndyCar front wing was more sturdy, that it would aid in flying in traffic. How do you think that the new aero pieces will affect? Some people say that they help, some people say that they haven't. Do you think that that's going to help? I, I think it gives more options, which means you're going to have people... That's a very good question. So they, they, these new pieces, most of them are on the bottom of the car. And so they'll be more or less effective for some cars, depending on the ride heights that you're running at. And so I think that what that means is you'll have teams that run some of these new pieces and you'll have teams that don't, which is great because you'll have a difference in speed um, throughout the race. So you'll have guys that are better kind of at the end of the straight. You'll have guys that are slightly better in the corners. And I think that's what you want. You don't necessarily want everyone same downforce level, um, which is what we've had the past couple of years. I think the front wing is something that still needs to be improved upon. I do know that they have a solution for that next year. Uh, but yeah, IndyCars listen to, to everyone and, and giving us these options, which are great. Come some bit. Every year, there's usually like someone in the field that seems to set themselves apart in some way from everybody else or somebody that y'all always look at and go, okay, they're at the sweet spot, right? Who is that this year? Pato. Yeah, I think I think the five cars probably the car to beat. Um, he's been he's been fantastic all year, but I think that you know his previous results at the five hundred have have been pretty fantastic. Um, you know, I think that we've all been really happy with our cars for the entire month, and in traffic, you certainly looks very good. And I guess to follow up with that, you certainly know what a, what a race winning car is supposed to feel like here. I mean, so with that. Are y'all in that window? Like, do you feel like how close are you or how much playability do you have is what your race car is? Yeah, I think we're, we're, we're fine. Um, it's really hard to say like this place is so condition dependent, like you got to nail it on Sunday, you know, you can be good all month and then Sunday will bring in different kind of set of conditions and you can be out of the window. So you have to understand. I think the biggest thing is not necessarily having a, a car that's good all month. It's knowing what it does in every single type of condition. And then being able to accurately predict what you need for for race day. Running should be simple. Just put on your shoes and go. And yet, when you try to learn about how to get better at it, especially as you age, you're confronted with conflicting advice, complicated workouts, and confusing nutrition trends that just won't work for you. On The Planted Runner, I'll share exactly how to run faster, longer, and feel great doing it at any age because you don't have time to waste. I'm Coach Claire Bartholik, and I went from not running at all in my late 30s to finishing a marathon in 2.58 at age 42, all on a plant-based diet. I've helped hundreds of runners achieve new personal records well into their 60s and even 70s with science-back training, plant-based nutrition, and proven mental strength techniques. Each episode of The Planted Runner is like a private coaching session on the run where you'll learn from me and the guests I interview. You'll get actionable lessons to help you become a better runner every week and reach goals that you never thought possible. Whether you're training for your first 5K or your 50th marathon, take along the planted runner on your next run. Let me show you how your best running is still ahead of you. 